Good morning, everybody. It is Saturday, April 16th, 2022, and it is once again my honor, privilege, and pleasure to welcome you to episode number 254 of the Ordinary Podcast, polynerdic.com's weekly nerd-centric life and culture podcast for adults. As always, I am your ordinary nerdy host, Shad, and we're doing this first thing in the morning on Saturday because I had a busy week and did not get to prepare an episode, so this is going to be one of those special episodes where we go over things essentially live um, because, you know, there is some news I wanted to talk about and, you know, I just wanted to you know, do my normal fill, fill you in on how the week was. If you recall, if you heard last week's episode or if you even just looked at the title of last week's episode, you know that this old man turned 39 last Saturday, a week ago today, um, it was a pretty good birthday, uh, I spent the day hanging out with my 16 year old, uh, they played video games, I played video games, we talked about a bunch of silly bullshit, and the day flew by, um, as it tends to do when you're just having multiple esoteric philosophical conversations, uh, with your child that is the most like you. Um, no disrespect to my other kids, but my 16-year-old is definitely the most me. Um, so that was, you know, last Saturday. Uh, you know, there was things I hoped for my birthday that I didn't get. Um, I didn't have the money to spend on myself that I wanted to spend. Uh, the week before, my kids had given me, um, my birthday gifts. Uh, I got some nice new minis to paint. Uh, but I didn't get like I didn't get to get any new D and D books or any new paints or or any new. Um... Well, I'll just go ahead and say it. I didn't get any cuddles. Like I, I really wanted to, to 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 cuddle with someone special to me, uh, but for reasons that are their own, um, that didn't get to happen. So, like, I didn't get the, the, the dream aspect of my birthday, but I still had a pretty damn good birthday. And then, in a surprising twist, um, I got to work Monday, and my lovely co-worker Kara, first thing in the morning before we'd even clocked in yet, standing in line at the time card, uh, time clock, uh, she looks at me and she goes, have you played Elden Ring yet? Do you have Elden Ring? And I said, No. Um, I am cash poor. Uh, I did not get Elden Ring for my birthday. Um, uh, and she said, well, you're going to get it today. And I'm paraphrasing. And I was like, what? And she said her son, her eldest son, who's in his twenties, uh, is a big fan of Elden Ring and he wants anyone who wants to play it to play it. He, he, any barrier keeping someone from playing it, he wants to absolve cause he's got disposable income. He's got a job. Um, and he doesn't have, like, an apartment or a car or kids or anything to worry about. So he, all his money is his money. Um, so he bought me Elden Ring. Uh, by by 8 a.m. on Monday morning, Elden Ring was in my inbox. Um, so I have Elden Ring. And I've talked long and hard about the Souls games over the last 250-some-odd episodes that, like, I always really love the lore and the world but eventually get tired of playing the game because I just I just don't like the way the games play 
I am happy to say that about nine hours into Elden Ring, which I know is nothing, it's a very long game, I'm about nine hours in, I've beat two or three of the optional bosses and beat the first mandatory one in um, Margaret the Fell Omen. Um, I really love it. I wish I had an Xbox Series X. Uh, because it looks good on the Xbox One, uh, but it could look better. <laughs> and um, the load times. The load times are, are they're not they're not unbearable, but they are annoying. Uh, especially in a game where you die a lot, you know. Um, but I've, I, I, I played it about three hours on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. I haven't had time to play it since then. Uh, but I am in love with it. Uh, and it works out that I've got this super long, super challenging game in front of me because um, this week marked a tragic end of an era for me where I had to cancel Game Pass Ultimate. I had to cancel my Spotify subscription. I had to cancel my Amazon Prime subscription uh, because of budgetary reasons. Um City taxes landed this week, and so did, uh, if you recall, my complaints about the Treasury Department taking my tax return and absorbing it. Um, I had to pay for that uh, because I had selected uh, subtract the TurboTax fees from my um, uh, what or my my uh, what you call it return. Uh, since I didn't get a return, I had to pay that this week, too, on top of all my other bills. So, like, I lost over $300 that I, that I would have had. Um, so, as a result of that, I had to cancel everything. And um, so now, for the time being, I won't have Game Pass, which I, I uninstalled all the Game Pass and, and Gold games on my... Uh, console that were still installed and it was over 60 games um, which means you know we're going to put the Mass Effect stream on hold for an extended period I know it's been two months since we played it uh, because of my stream hiatus but like that hurt uh, but I do have Elden Ring uh, so it looks like for the foreseeable future when I do stream it will be Animal Crossing and Elden Ring so that's a, a hell of a combination um, that's right up there with Animal Crossing and Doom Eternal coming out on the same day um, you know financially times are tough right now and I had a mini breakdown about it this week um, Thursday when I was paying my bills I was literally um shaking because I was just watching my money go um, and, and that's the thing that like has always bothered me about our system that like you work very hard for your money but it's not your money if, if you're in my financial class you work very hard just for the ability to survive and that's not really living and I, I've always found that demoralizing and, and, and it broke me for a little bit this week I'm better now a couple days in uh, since the since the mini breakdown, uh, but Thursday was rough. Like I barely made it through the workday Thursday, um, just knowing that, hey, all this money I just worked really hard for is not mine. Uh, you know, the ex-wife gets a bit, and then the government gets their bit, and then all oh, the city city needs 
almost $250 and all oh, this needs 200 and then the car payment that you had to get because you needed a reliable car to get to work because your new job that paid you more than your last job is also an in-office job, not a work-from-home job right now. And, you know, the, the, the fuckery that goes with that. Gas price, you know, the whole thing, the whole economic fuckfest that we deal with. Um, but I'm better now. Worry not. Uh, I feel better now. I built towards that break that breakdown on Thursday. It was like, you can kind of see it when you watch the the three Elden Ring streams, which are up on YouTube as we speak. Um, like Monday, I was super super energetic and into it. Tuesday, I was a little more worn down, and then by the time we got to Wednesday, I was I was just kind of done. And then Thursday came, and I broke. Um, like I was talking to Kara about it at work, that like money would not solve my depression. But it sure as fuck would solve some of the stress that feeds the depression. Uh, like if I just had like an extra five hundred to a grand a, m- a month, um, I could get this apartment ready. I could have the couch. So I could stop sleeping on the air mattress. I can get the kids' bedroom ready. Um, yeah, it, it, it's it's. It, it seems like no matter how much you make, you always need more. And then you get things like Bloomberg this week saying that uh, Americans are just going to need to to budget in an extra five thousand three hundred dollars this year to to pay uh, to to live the life they did last year. And it's like fuck you, you cannot budget in extra money. Um, your budget's your budget. And I don't know anybody that has pandemic savings. Now, granted, I I know that's anecdotal. Just because I don't know anybody with pandemic savings doesn't mean there's nobody out there with pandemic savings. But, like, I don't know what life you lived the last two years and and month or so, uh, but it's been a struggle the last two years and the last 25 months. Um, Financially, physically, mentally, it's been a struggle. Um, I didn't come out of the pandemic, in quotes, because, you know, it's not over, um, ahead like like these Bloomberg assholes seem to think that people did. Um, I had to cancel my fucking retirement contribution this month because I can't afford to have $50 come out of every paycheck uh, right now. Um, so fuck the out-of-touch Bloomberg people. Um, it's insane. To, to, and I, I use that in the, the least offensive way that, that I can. I know that's that's kind of ableist and I try not to say things like things are insane but my meaning is is like that it's just incredible that these assholes would have this sort of mentality in 2022 that like oh yeah you just you just need to lean into your pandemic savings for a little bit you'll be okay it's like bitch I got five dollars in my savings account um anyway so that was my week lots of Elden Ring um you know, we did do a, a villager hunt on my birthday uh, morning. We got Coco on Animal Crossing. Um, so that was the birthday episode of Animal Crossing we did. Um, that's basically my week. Uh, work, Elden Ring. We did stream nine hours this week. So that, that was an accomplishment because we haven't, we haven't been able to stream regularly in quite a while. I haven't had the energy or the mental fortitude to do it but here we are we did it 
Um, so that, yeah, that's basically my week. Now I haven't had a chance to like really look at the news, so we're gonna do that together. But the the big one I want to talk about right out of the gate is the 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 D and D news. Um, you know, a couple weeks ago, I, I, I believe we talked about it. I intended on talking about it. If we didn't, uh, it was announced that like uh, Paizo, uh, the makers of Pathfinder, which is ostensibly D and D's biggest rival in the uh, the fantasy sort of D and D style tabletop game. You know, there's a million other D and D games: Blades in the Dark, Vampire the Masquerade, um, Coyote and Crow. I, I just saw came out. Um, there's there's all kinds of variants and uh, rule sets and, and styles of game to play in tabletop, and that's what makes it so lovely. Um, in fact, I still have to dive into all of those um, games from the uh, that big ass bundle I bought of all those tabletop games. I gotta look at all them still. Um, Pathfinder, Paizo, they're making. They're converting one of their adventure modules into the 5e rule set, which is fascinating. But that's not the big news. That was a couple weeks ago. The big news is Wizards of the Coast, specifically Hasbro, they're the company that owns Wizards of the Coast, uh, bought D&D Beyond this week. Um, what did they pay for it? I was just looking at it. Do, do, do. It was like $143 million or something like that. Parent company. Yeah, $146.3 million. Um, D&D Beyond, a lot of people assumed, was owned by D&D already, by Wizards of the Coast, but it, they just had a partnership. Um, D&D Beyond was created by Curse, I believe, and it was created by Curse in 2017, and then Fandom bought it in 2018. I believe Fandom owns... Wikipedia, I think? They own something. Type, type, type. They're a wiki-style site, anyway. Yeah, they, um... I don't know who owns them, though. Go back to the internet. Yeah, it's... Founded in October 2004. It's a wiki site. It's not Wikipedia. I, I misread that somewhere. Um, Fandom is an entertainment wiki site. And they've got... They've got everything. Um, Terraria, Minecraft, Genshin Impact, Star Wars, Harry Potter, Marvel, The Arrowverse, Spongebob, Naruto, My Hero Academia. They've got like a quarter million... Uh, wikis on fandom. Um, they owned D&D Beyond uh, past 2018. And then 
I'll admit, I was only aware of this distinction that D&D Beyond and D&D weren't the same company uh, because I watched a lot of D&D Beyond's uh, actual plays with Adam Bradford and Todd Kendrick and stuff. And they had talked about it at one point. Uh, at some point in all of that litany of shows I watched, I became aware that, that fandom owned uh, D&D. In fact, it might have been when Adam Bradford left D&D Beyond to go to Demiplane. That might have been when I found out the difference. Um, so they've been... If you don't know what D&D Beyond is, it's an online tool set for players and DMs. you got character sheets. you got homebrew stuff you can make on it. Uh, you have um, the books. They license the D&D the books. Uh, they're usually a little cheaper on D&D Beyond, the digital version of the book, than they are in like your friendly local game store. Um... Typically, they're close to the price that you can get the actual hardcover from Amazon, which I hate. I hate plugging Amazon like that, that you can get the book cheaper from Amazon. But, like, the reality is, is, like, as much as I would love to only buy books from my friendly local game store, I can only afford to do it when they're on sale. Um, once again, going back a couple minutes in the conversation when I was talking about how poor I am. Um... But yeah, Dungeons & Dragons has purchased D&D Beyond. Uh, they say officially that there's no plans to stop supporting it, and all purchases made by the consumers will be honored going forward. Um, oh yeah, the digital dice thing. I forgot that D&D Beyond has digital dice, which are kind of cute. Uh, I still prefer physical dice. Uh, when we play, like we we're going to later today, uh, we play with physical dice. We don't have tablets with D&D Beyond up on it. Um, but it is cool, um, to, to have this stuff. Um, they have roughly 10 million users on D&D Beyond, and I've seen some creators complain about, um, D&D Beyond revealing with this moment that we were never customers, we were, we were the product to be sold later, and it's like... Yeah, that's true, uh, but it's not as nefarious necessarily as you sound, or you make it sound. Um, one of the lovely fellows I follow on TikTok that talks about D&D stuff pointed out that, like, anytime you use an online service, they're collecting data on you uh, to figure out how to best sell to you. Uh, the nefarious ones are the ones that we love to use, uh, especially to complain about things like this, um, TikTok. Twitter, Facebook, those sites all not only collect data on us, but then they sell that data. Um, it's in the terms of service. We're agreeing to have our data sold like that, and it sucks. Um, let's see platform has reportedly close to 10 million users see the strategic this is from wizards new president cynthia williams uh the strategic acquisition of dnd beyond would deliver a direct relationship with fans providing valuable data-driven insights to unlock opportunities for growth in new product development live services and tools as well as regional expansions as part of wizards the brand's leadership will soon be able to drive a unified player-centric vision 
of the world's greatest role-playing game on all platforms. The thing I hope most out of this acquisition, and it's brought up here in this Polygon article, is that does this mean when we finally, or are we finally going to be at the point when we buy a physical book, we get a digital code for the D&D Beyond version? Because that has been one of the biggest pain in the ass things about the the old setup where they were just loosely affiliated. Uh, because like I own Descent and Avernus on D and D Beyond and in book form because I picked it up on D and D Beyond when it was like super on sale one day, and then when it got to the point where we decided that that's where the campaign was going to go, we were going to do that arc. I needed the book as well because I couldn't always be at my computer. Um, to to obtain the information, so I had to buy the book again. Now, granted, I got the book fairly cheap because Amazon. Um, but I I had to purchase it twice. It would have been great to buy the book and be able to upload it on D and D Beyond. Now, I don't think, and this is just cynical shad here. I don't think we'll see the book for free on D and D Beyond. Um, I think Wizards will double dip. And we will have to buy the book for full price or whatever price you are able to get it at. And then the code will be a discount code. And so then you'll you'll end up paying for like a book and a half, you know. Um, because I don't expect any corporation in 2022 to be altruistic like that. I, I don't see any corporation being like, yeah, man. Like maybe at first they might do it to get new people on D&D Beyond. Um, because I know a, a lot of people that play D and D and games like this that don't mess with any of the online tool sources, um, especially you know my contemporaries. Um, yeah, it's a it's an interesting situation. Clearly, um, my hope is we get the PDFs for yeah. I hope we get the PDFs that way. That would be great. And they go on to point out in this this uh, Polygon article that like currently Wizards doesn't sell fifth edition D and D materials as PDFs. Um, you either can buy the physical product or the in app content from D and D Beyond or other licensors like Roll Twenty and Fantasy Grounds. Um, and you can get the back catalog of like first edition and third edition content as uh, PDF files on, via one bookshelf. Um, drive through RPG and stuff like that. Um, DM's Guild, especially. Uh, well, that's the question, too. Like, I know they're partnered with DM's Guild. Are they going to buy them eventually, too? Um, let's go to D&D Beyond Themselves. Their article says, We've just leveled up in a big way. 
Dungeons and Dragons and D&D Beyond have always felt like part of the same family. That's why we're excited to announce that D&D Beyond is formally joining Wizards of the Coast, bringing together two teams that eat, breathe, and sweat for this game and continue to strive to make D&D easy to run, exciting, and accessible to all. You, and by you, we mean the 10 million users that have been on this adventure with us since 2017, are probably wondering what kind of change might happen as a result of these two teams coming together. So let's make this clear. Wizards of the Coast has no plans to stop supporting D&D Beyond ever. The purchases you've made, the characters you've created, and the campaigns you've run aren't going anywhere. You've probably got a million questions about what comes next, and what we can say for sure is that we're excited for what the future holds as we dig in with our new partners. Now that's the thing that I want to stop right there. Um, it wasn't that long ago that uh, Wizards of the Coast put out a survey about like, and rumors got out there about them trying to develop a virtual tabletop system by acquiring D and D Beyond. That just got one step closer um, because you know, like I said, Roll Twenty and Fancy Grounds you can get licensed D and D material for. And they are virtual tabletops. I've never used them. I've dabbled a little bit in Roll20 trying to figure it out. Um, but even playing online, I just prefer Theater of the Mind at that point. Uh, because I, I I find Roll20 to be cumbersome. Maybe it isn't. Uh, I just haven't learned it yet. Uh, I've never looked at Fantasy Grounds. Um But, like, the, the whole thing to me is it, it's... It, it's there's so many potential pitfalls and potential boons in this acquisition. Um, and I'm, I'm just hoping it works out in a way that is satisfactory. Like, I know it's going to work out in a way that makes Wizards of the Coast money because fucking capitalism. But, like, I want it to work out for those of us that play the game. Um, so we can only hope. It's big news. Um, as for the rest of the news, um, the stuff that stuck out to me, um, Road 96, the procedurally generated road trip game. I played the demo of it on the Switch. It seems pretty cool. Um, came out last year. It was one of the Switch's highest selling indie games. Uh, it just landed on, uh, Xbox and PlayStation two days ago. Um, I still think if I play it, I want to play it on the Switch, but I, that could be me. Um... Uh, there are allegations that uh, Gavin Newsom, the California governor, is interfering with the Activision Blizzard case, uh, probably for nefarious reasons. Um, former attorney against of California against the state's governor. See, serious. I'll just read all of it instead of cherry picking words. Uh, this is from Game Informer. Serious allegations are coming from a former attorney of California against the state's governor, Gavin Newsom, uh, as reported by the assholes at Bloomberg. Uh, the allegations regard possible interference in the pending case from the California Department of Fair Employment and Housing against Activision Blizzard, which we all have heard about that at this point. Forgive me if you haven't. Um, see, Melanie Proctor, who was the assistant chief counsel for the department, uh, has resigned from the position following the firing of her superior. Um, Proctor's resignation is in protest of what she calls interference of California Governor Gavin Newsom in the DFEH's case against Activision Blizzard. 
Bloomberg's report says that Proctor has written to her staff in recent weeks, uh, stating that the, the office of the governor repeatedly demanded advance notice of litigation strategy and the next steps in the litigation. As we continued to win in state court, this interference increased, mimicking the interest of Activision's counsel. So is Gavin Newsom on the take? And this is not a left-right thing. We all know American politicians are fucking bought and sold. Um, that's that's why they never have our interest in mind. Um, it's all about the corporations and the lobbyists. Um, that's some pretty severe allegations, though. You can read the story yourself over at Game Informer and elsewhere. Um... QuakeCon will be a digital event this year. No surprise. Um, there's a first-person roguelite inspired by 80s cartoons called Myth Force that hits early access next week. I saw a little bit of the trailer. I thought it was a cartoon. I thought, like, it's so cartoony-looking. That I thought someone was making a loving homage to 80s cartoons, but it turns out it's a video game uh, with four-player online co-op. Uh, we got a Stranger Things Season 4 trailer. Um, it's been three years since we last saw Stranger Things. I, I like Season 3 a lot. I think 2 might have been the best season. Uh, but season three was good. Um, in fact, I kind of want to watch it again uh, before. See, I, I might, I might watch the whole series again before um, the penultimate fourth season kicks off. Um, I like the trailer. Um, some of the, the TikTok creators I follow, though, have pointed out that, like, they're calling the monster that is revealed in the trailer Vecna. And it's like, no, don't do it again. But you do it every time. You do it every season. Um, they name the monster after some famous D&D monster. So we're getting Vecna. Um, not the famous lich god with one hand and one eye, but a humanoid looking monster thing um i am excited for it I, I really like stranger things not just because of the nostalgia vibe where it just nails what it was like to be a kid in the 80s now granted i was a young young kid in the 80s um but like they, they just they're, they're just such a perfect nostalgia vibe with with stranger things um But it is like I've, st I've you know the, the, I can't believe it's been three years practically since the last season. Um, yeah, Volume One comes out in about a month, and Volume Two arrives in July. So that's not too terrible. Um, Oh, the episodes are twice as long. So they're going to be like two-hour episodes. It's going to be, we're going to watch like 
we have to watch like eight or nine movies this season. I forget how long each episode was originally. Um, but that's, that's, I mean, that's interesting. I really, I really like that. Um, Activision Blizzard appoints a new chief diversity, equity, and inclusion officer. News coming months after lawsuits claiming sexual harassment and discrimination. Something they probably should have had all along. Um, Bug Snacks in the Isle of Big Snacks coming to Switch and Xbox this month, uh, including Game Pass. Um, I would have played the Isle of Big Snacks uh, just because I never got to play it when it was over on PlayStation. Uh, Bug Snacks was one of my favorite PlayStation games a couple years ago. Uh, I enjoyed the hell out of it. It got weird in a way that I didn't expect, but I really appreciate it. Um, I knew it was going to be a silly game about taking, um, you know, researching, um, weird, uh, living food animals, um, bugs, and that's what I expected. I expected it to be a weird game about living bug things. Um, it got really weird in a way I appreciated, so, um, sucks that it comes right after I cancel Game Pass. Capcom is releasing an arcade stadium sequel with 32 more games. Let's find that story. Let's see. What's going to be on it? 32 classic arcade games coming to the Switch, PS4, Xbox One, and PC. Man, it looks like all my favorites were on the first game. No release date, uh, and no no description of what all the games are going to be. Uh, so this is essentially just an announcement. Hey, we're doing the thing again. Um, fair enough. People are speculating that the Kingdom Hearts 4 trailer uh, teases Star Wars being included in it, which makes sense. It absolutely makes sense. I would be shocked if Disney and Marvel are both not present in the newest Kingdom Hearts game. Um, because, you know, the previous Kingdom Hearts games were strictly Disney as far as I know. I don't know if any Marvel showed up in Kingdom Hearts 3. I haven't played it yet. I haven't played one or two either. Um, I, I Well, shit, I had them on Game Pass. Um, it's fascinating. Absolutely fascinating stuff. Um, last little bit of news here because we're getting into the stuff from right around my birthday. 
Yeah. Okay. That that is the news that I I found in gaming. Um, I understand Morbius is not doing good in theaters. I uh, had like a, a, a substantial drop off. Um, I know over the last two years we've kind of completely dropped off of movie discussion, and it's strictly because like I'm just not interested in going to the movies. Um, I. have like zero desire to go to a movie theater like i i miss going to the movies especially on dates with with my my special lady friend who uh is no longer a special lady to me um unfortunately um but i just can't Like, one of the things that, like, I'm really finding troubling in modern times is that, like, I just can't, in very few, with the ex- with very few exceptions, I just can't get excited about things that involve insane amounts of money. Movies being one of them. Like, I really want to see the Batman. Um, huge Batman fan. Anyone that has followed me for a while knows that. Um, doesn't make me special. Lots of people are huge Batman fans. Uh, but, like, I really want to see the Batman. I want to see Matt Reeves and Robert Pattinson's take on the Batman. Uh, but I also don't want to go to the movie theater. I'm also uh, perturbed by, like, the cost of HBO Max or the fact that, you know, these people are making just these incredible, insurmountable, unimaginable amounts of money. Um, both spending those amounts and making those amounts with these products, and it's like... Fuckers, I could barely afford food, you know. <laughs> like, and, and that's that's where I'm at with it. It's it's, it's so frustrating that like it, it's hard to enjoy things uh, when everything is cost prohibitive, you know, or that you just don't have money. I need to wrap up soon. They're doing roofing across the street, and it's getting noisy in here. Um, I know I'm in a funk right now personally and financially and I know things will be better in like a month knock on wood um see they did it for me I don't know if you could hear that uh they you know my situation got fucked this month by taxes um where and you know car registration and stuff like that uh in March it was fucked by um all the things I needed to buy to get this apartment functional, many of which I still have not bought. Like I, like I said, I still sleep on an air mattress. I don't have a fucking couch. I can't have visitors because I have a chair. Um, like this desk I'm sitting at right now is both my play space, my entertainment space, and my eating space. Um, and it, it, it sucks. Like... I'm so far behind the eight ball. Uh, there was a, 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 a TikTok I saw the other day about how, you know, when you reach level 30, you, you start to figure out how the game's played. Bitch, I'm level 39 and feel like I'm still, like, fresh out of the tutorial and lost and confused and have none of the resources and don't even have the experience points and the health points and the resources that someone my age 
typically has. Um, it's very disheartening. But I'm trying to focus on the fact that it's not going to last forever. You know, like, I, I will get through this. This is just a, a valley, and the the peaks are coming, you know. Like, I'll, I'll climb out of this funk. Um, I will not be streaming anything this weekend because it is, you know, weekend with the kids. It is Easter weekend also. Um, I have to get ready, get this posted, get ready, go to the store, go to the bank, and then spend my day with the kids. We're going to take them to our friendly local game store. They've never been to ours. Um, they have one that they go to up, you know, where they're from, but I have never gotten to take them to their mind, so we're going to take them there. Uh, that's going to be their Easter gift uh, from Chelsea and I um, because while Chelsea and I are no longer a thing, uh, you know, she's still very dear to my kids, still very dear to me. She knows it. Um, and we still, you know, have that sort of relationship with the kids. Uh, she has that relationship with the kids. I obviously do too, um, as their father. Um, so that's our plan for the day. We're going to, I'm going to wrap this up. I'm going to get it posted. I'm going to clean up, go to the store. I'm going to, uh, fix them a delicious breakfast. And then we're going to play some D and D after we go to the game store. Um, and then Sunday will be Easter, and we're just going to chill, hang out. Um, and then we will uh, we will uh, reconvene on Monday evening with more Elden Ring. Uh, it's killing me not getting to play it for several days in a row. Um, I might sneak and play a little bit of it tonight after I uh, put the kids to bed. Uh, and I'll just do some like rune farming or something, something, something incredibly boring that won't translate well on stream, but will make me better for the stream. Uh, so I can stop getting killed by birds with swords on their legs. Um, thank you for listening. Uh, as always, you can support us on Patreon. You can support us on coffee and you can support us via Twitch sub and bits. Um, we live stream every other weekend for the most part. Uh, occasionally I get extra weekends with my kid and, and don't um, stream those weekends or stream really early and it's a short stream um, like we did on April 9th. Um, also on a coffee we have a, a, a pledge drive to get my couch. Uh, I know it's not necessarily a stream related thing but you know I, I need all the help I can fucking get in the world. Like I said I might be level 39 but I am playing like level 10. Um or level 18, let's say. Uh, I am lost and confused in this in this big, scary world uh, without my support system. Um, that's going to do it, I think. Oh, yeah, you can follow us on uh, basically all the social medias. We have a subreddit. We have a Discord. We're on Facebook still. Um, we have a Twitter. We have an Instagram. We have a TikTok. That's all the things we have. That's all the places you can find us, how you can support us. And uh, thank you for listening to another long, rambling episode of The Ordinary Podcast, polynerdic.com's weekly nerd-centric life and culture podcast for adults. As always, I have been your ordinary nerdy host, Shad, wishing you a pleasant weekend, and I'll see you or talk to you soon. Goodbye, everybody. Have a good weekend. <laughs>